We are glad to make all of our Jcast Network podcasts free for our listeners. However, they are not free to produce and host. Please consider making a donation to Jcast Network to help support our work by visiting jcastnetwork.org slash donate. Thanks for your support. You are listening to The Stender with Rabbi Michael Knopf, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Rabbi Knopf, please visit mikeknopf.com. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Imagine for a moment the scene that helps you in your imagining, your picturing, you can close your eyes. The Jewish people had just suffered an unbelievably devastating, demoralizing, and crushing defeat. The year is 586 before the Common Era, or if you prefer a different nomenclature, B.C., 586 B.C., and the kingdom of Judah, and more importantly, the capital city of Jerusalem, and more importantly, the temple, which was the beating heart of the capital city of Jerusalem in the kingdom of Judah, the religious and economic and political center of the people was burned to the ground by a rampaging Babylonian army. People were slaughtered. The priests and the Levites and the royals and some nobles and some of the population were rounded up and brought into exile in Babylon. And there they sat. And there they were forced to live as captives, their captors tormenting them day and night. It was an incredibly painful, traumatizing time. A time in which the atmosphere must have been incredibly bleak. The feeling must have been incredibly depressed. And more than that was the feeling that it was all their fault. That it wasn't just that a foreign army came and conquered their land and destroyed their temple, but rather that because of their transgressions, whether it was social transgressions, political corruption, a lack of justice in the land or in the city, or moral corruption, or whatever sins it was, and there were different philosophies on this, but nevertheless the pervasive idea was that what had happened was their fault. And this is the feeling, and this is the scene, and this is the situation the exiled and captive people of Judah were feeling in the wake of this tragedy. And then comes along a man calling himself, maybe known as a prophet. His name is Isaiah. 
He gathers the people and he offers them the following words. Nachamu, nachamu ami. Yomar Elohechem. Comfort, O oh comfort my people, says your God. Dabru alev Yerushalayim. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. And declare to her, that her term of service is over. That her iniquity is expiated. For she has received the hand of the Lord double for all of her transgressions. At the, in the depths of the pain, in the heart of the despair, Isaiah comes and says something that must have been extraordinarily surprising, maybe even crazy. Take comfort, because things are going to get better. Think about that for a second. Think about what Isaiah is saying to them there, and think about what their feeling must have been hearing that, the response that they must have had in their head. You're insane, Isaiah. If they were anything like today's Jews, their reaction must have been, things couldn't possibly get any worse, and they probably will. And Isaiah says to them, no. Things are bad now, but they will get better. Things are bad now, but they will get better. What Isaiah offers here. Let's assume for a moment that his prophecy is no better or worse than the greatest of prophets in our time. In other words, it was just an educated guess that Isaiah had. Just a really good guess that Isaiah had. Where might he have come up with this idea that things were going to get better in the depths of the pain and the depths of the despair? And I think the answer is because things always get better. Because, as we learn from the uh, great Broadway show Avenue Q, except for death and paying taxes, everything in life is only for now. What if I were to tell you that the pain that you're experiencing, the sadness that you have, the tragedy that you just encountered, though real and hurtful, and that you're struggling with it, and that struggle is, is real, and nobody's trying to minimize it, but what if I were to tell you that it was only for now? What if I were to tell you that I knew for a fact it was time limited? That it was only going to be that bad for a day? That it was only going to be that bad for a week? For a month? Would it feel as painful? Would it feel as devastating? Would you then begin to see the light at the end of the time? Would you see that there's hope yet? Would you live a little bit differently? Do you think a little bit differently? Do you love a little bit differently? Isaiah may not have known for a fact what was going to happen 50 years down the line, which is that the children of Israel were had their fortunes restored, they were sent back, allowed to return to their homeland and rebuild the temple. That ended up happening. I have no assurances that Isaiah knew that for a fact at the time. But what I do know is that Isaiah probably knew what most of us know. That the pains that we have 
the traumas that we encounter, though real and hard, are almost universally, only for now. And with the knowledge that the pain is temporary, we can encounter it differently, and we can live differently. This day that we are entering into, Shabbat, is in its own way a weekly reminder of that fact. Because it says to us, no matter what is happening during the course of the week, the week will end. What happened in the past can recede into the rear view and you can let go of it. And what you need to carry over into the coming week, you can carry over. What you need to let go of, you can let go of. But all of the troubles and travails and challenges that we encounter over the course of six days, they can ultimately come to a halt. And we don't have to carry them right now. And we can live differently in the week to come. Shabbat is a gift, a weekly reminder that everything in life is only for now. So I want to invite you to take a moment, if you haven't already and you're comfortable, to close your eyes and take a few deep breaths. <clears throat> Hold in your mind, if you haven't yet, the thing that you're struggling with the most or even a little bit as you enter into this space of prayer. What is it that is troubling you that you might need comfort from? And to invite your own inner Isaiah to come and speak to that pain, to speak to your heart, to speak to the heart of Jerusalem. And say to that struggle and say to that pain, you're hurting and I understand. That pain is real. It may be scary, but it's only temporary. Because everything in life is only for now. And tomorrow, might literally be tomorrow, might be next week, it might be next month, it might be six months from now. But tomorrow, things will be better. We can enter into Shabbat a little bit lighter, a little bit freer, knowing that there is yet light ahead, that the pain is time-limited, that there is hope on the horizon, that whatever we're going through is only for now. You can continue sitting with your breath.